0: It's been over 100 years, and I just want to remind every American that Woodrow Wilson is still the worst president in the history of our country. We are paying for Woodrow Wilson's mistakes. We're paying for his racism. We're paying for his progressive Democrat policies every single day. And now his organization, the Federal Trade Commission, which was founded under his act of 1914. Guess what? They are going after journalists. Are you noticing a theme this week with the shows? First, we have Florida wanting to have people register as a blog. If you criticize government, the governor down there. And now we have the federal trade commission, which was founded by that jerk Woodrow Wilson. That's right. 1914, almost 110 years later, they are demanding Musk communications, the names of journalists receiving internal files in the Twitter probe, and they too are going after your First Amendment rights. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America Out Loud Network. America. Welcome Bold Americans to another episode of America Emboldened. I am your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud Network. As always, go to www.americaoutloud.com, where you can find many articles and talented people with podcasts and the America Out Loud talk radio. Have you seen the news? The FTC, they are in full effect right now, demanding Elon Musk personal communications, his private communications, as well as they dictated they would like the names of journalists the company provided internal records to as part of the agency's investigation into it. The reason we know this information is because House Republicans have control, and the House Judiciary Committee and select subcommittee that's probing the weaponization of the federal government found this interim staff report with the FTC's interactions with Twitter. They have now accused the agency of harassment of the tech firm. This is going to lead into a couple different places for today's show. We're going to talk once again about the First Amendment, the freedom of the press, and whether or not any agency has rights to your information as a journalist, or Elon Musk would have to give anything that is press-related over to a government agency as well. So we're going to cover that. We're going to cover Woodrow Wilson who happens to be the worst president in the history of the United States. We're going to talk a little bit about the freedom of the press and how many journalists are killed each year in the world. We're going to talk about the countries that have started to go after journalism, that have exposed journalism, made it less free. And we're going to talk about how prosperous those countries are. So let's start straight off with why I have such a disdain for Woodrow Wilson, which is going to eventually lead us directly into the Federal Trade Commission. Are you aware of the things that Woodrow Wilson brought to America? So let me cover the three most important that I believe. The IRS, because he introduced the income tax, the Federal Reserve, which gave the executive branch this creation of money manipulation and the federal trade commission, which we are seeing attack journalists right now uh, and really harass private companies during Wilson's term. We also saw prohibition the banning of the sale of alcohol because you know, government knows what's best for you. Never forget that the government always knows what's best for you. So make sure you listen to your government. That's very, very important. Now, a lot of his accomplishments were often at the expense of the African-American population, uh, at the expense of women, immigrants, Native Americans. Over the years, uh, the income tax codes and banking policies that Woodrow Wilson put in There have been lawyers and scholars that have looked over and said that it often disadvantaged the black community. And Wilson often would say that, you know, his uh, segregation that he couched as part of, uh, you know, wanting to create a more equal uh, society uh, under him, many people would say that it was very insincere. In fact, uh, he (laughs) was the first president ever to show a extremely, extremely racist movie. In fact, it's the first movie ever shown in the White House in 1915. It was D.W. Griffith's Birth of a Nation. I teach this in my class for my audio, radio, and video. It's part of it. Now, that movie is based off of a book called The Klansman, and it's a crazy, crazy movie about the Reconstruction era that's highly inaccurate It is definitely a work of fiction. It depicted uh, North uh, and African Americans as aggressors. And it said that the KKK was this great group of people and it put them as the saviors or redeemers of the South. Many people look at this film in 1915 and they say, this is actually why the Ku Klux Klan got popular after this time period because this film had a ton of influence and Woodrow Wilson was a huge fan of this film. In fact, he was quoted after watching the film saying like writing history with lightning. My only regret is that it is all so terribly true. Now Woodrow's words there, this progressive words that he had in most of what he did, unfortunately lent really uh, some credibility to the false understanding of American history, because people would watch this film and be like, well, I guess that's how it was. Our president said that's how it was. And this is why another reason why Woodrow Wilson was the worst president in the history of our country. He he made us financially a slave. I'm using that word on purpose to the government. He made sure that the government would make decisions for us as well as uh, the Internal Revenue Service could come after you and arrest you if you weren't paying your taxes. Meanwhile, just a few years earlier, and I say a few years, about 100 years earlier, our founding fathers, so to speak, all the citizens that wanted to form this country were were yelling about britain having no taxation without representation now one could argue this income tax started going to support some of the uh social movements the progressive movements you'd also argue that it was building roads but then you got to answer the question how did roads get built before income taxes how did community policing happen before income taxes? And that's, a, that's an inconvenient truth for people when they start to look into this. But that's not the point of today's show. We're, we're not trying to uh, simply talk about where we went wrong with income tax. What we want to look at is Woodrow Wilson, what he's created, has put us in all these problems. The Federal Reserve today announced that interest rates are likely going to rise again. This means your purchasing power is about to decrease again. It's going to become more expensive to buy that car, more expensive to buy that home, more expensive to refi should you need to have cash in hard times. The Federal Reserve continues to manipulate the currency and answer to no one. Thank you, Woodrow Wilson. And don't forget it's tax season, so you want to make sure you file those taxes because God forbid you know, the government miss $5 a penny. God forbid that Venmo account that you have that you got, you know, $220 based on meals doesn't get reported to the IRS here in the future or else you could wind up in jail, docked pay or whatever. That is part of Woodrow Wilson. And now we have the story that came out about the federal trade commission and Twitter. And that's where we're going to focus today because now that we've established that Woodrow Wilson was the worst president in the history of our country, hands down, and started this whole progressive BS that has got us into this problem to begin with because government has gotten too big. Thank you, Mr. Wilson, for making government too big. We're stuck with it. And because government's too big, now they're asking for journalists that are receiving internal files at Twitter. What? type of responsibility do you have to give the federal government any records when it comes to journalism? That is an opening first question that I want to start with. If the government comes to you, the FBI, the CIA, and you are a private company, not a publicly traded company, and you've worked with a journalist on parts of a story, do you have the right to your free speech to the press that you've worked with to keep your mouth shut? Or should the Federal Trade Commission be able to say, well, it's in public interest that we know which journalists have this information because we're trying to make sure that people didn't have their information stolen. Who's responsible for that at a privately owned company, not a publicly owned company? Now, the Federal Trade Commission will say, oh, we're just doing our job. We've been doing it successfully for over 100 years. We're just protecting America's consumers. Isn't that their tagline? Well, they can protect consumers. That's perfectly fine, well, and good. They can find out, hey, is that company fraudulent? Does that product do exactly what they say it was going to do? Or are they snake oil salesmen? What they cannot do is request the private emails from a private company. That is their private property. The only thing a private company has to do that a public sector company has to do is financial reporting as required by federal law and state law. That's it. That's all. So to ask, hey, which journalist uh, did you give these records to? We want the complete list of this. That is a complete overreach by the FTC. Another complete overreach by the FTC is them asking for why was Jim Baker fired? Why was he terminated? The former general counsel, the Twitter. Well, he was also an FBI agent. If we look at the FBI and the FTC, it sounds like this is a conflict of interest. There's no logical reason why they need to have the information about why Jim Baker was fired, nor is there any reason why they need the identities of journalists. At best, the only case that you could make is as it went from public sector, the private sector, from a shareholder to Elon Musk, you want to make sure that people's personal information is protected. Outside of that, this is nothing more than harassment from the government to Elon Musk. But what I'm focused on is how Woodrow Wilson started all this, the worst president ever. And on top of starting all of this, I'm focused on what's going on with journalism. And I'm going to find it really ironic in the second half of the show, when I talk about Tucker Carlson and journalist (laughs) in the same sentence, because of what we have now of this 40,000 hours worth of footage turned over from Speaker McCarthy to Tucker Carlson, much like Elon Musk chose to give his uh, information to Matt Taibbi and to other independent journalists. Controlled where the information went and why. And why are people melting down? Why is Mitch McConnell so upset? Is there reason to be? Did Tucker Carlson cherry pick? Well, you're going to want to come back for the second half of the show to find out how I feel that this war against the First Amendment that I've been talking about, goes all the way to Fox News and the January 6th insurrection footage, and I'm putting insurrection in quotes as I say it. So we'll be right back in just a few moments to do that. Just wanna remind you all about the Genesis HOCL Fogger. It is a great machine, helps cut down on bacteria, mold, and viruses, everybody's still concerned about their health, making sure they stay healthy here through the last final days of winter. You can take control of that. Go to the www.genesisfogger.com backslash out loud to get a discount. Right back after the break, you're listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden here on the America out loud network. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, Outloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Outloud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, Bold American, second half of the show here on America Emboldened. We're going to get straight to what I was talking about right before the break, which was House Speaker Kevin McCarthy gave Tucker Carlson and Fox News raw security footage from the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Now, my very first episode ever on the America Out Loud Network was called Insurrection Is My Safe Word. And the reason I entitled that was because I do not believe there was an insurrection on January 6th. I believe that that is blown completely out of proportion. And so I was looking forward to this extra footage and the response immediately is exactly what I expected it to be. We see uh, Peter Schiff come out today, Chuck Schumer come out today, and so many other people saying that Tucker Carlson on his coverage has begun cherry picking And it's been misleading, and it's been offensive, the way that he has covered the event, Uh, the way that everything unfolded. He tried to make it sound like, oh, it was just people having a peaceful little stroll through the Capitol building, and that it was selectively uh, put together in order to uh, change people's minds. It was a revisionist history. Well, I think it works both ways here. There's 40,000 hours worth of footage. And I was having this conversation way back when with lefty layman, where he even said to me, he's like, I can't believe that you don't think it's an insurrection. And I said, well, no, it's, it's political. The reason why they're using the word insurrection, it wasn't insurrection. There was nobody killed other than Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. Uh, there were people that claimed that they were, uh, killed based upon injuries after the fact, uh, we can get into that later, but let's, let's stick on point here. But I said, this was not uh, a bunch of people looking to overthrow the entire capital. It wasn't, you know, a hundred thousand people there that were looking to do horrible things. to people, it was people that walked into the building were walking inside the ropes And I was told when I said that they were not walking inside the ropes. You're out of your mind. You know, they were taking a poop on somebody's desk or whatever in the corner of the Capitol building. And I said, well, sure. That might've been somebody that did that. But when I looked at the footage, what I was seeing as it was streaming online that day, I saw people that were just literally taking it in as if they were sightseeing. They were shocked that they were in the building. And the footage that Tucker Carlson's putting out there is showing that the Capitol police officers are giving a tour to some of the people saying, well, no, not this door. Let's go down to this one. Oh, maybe we can get you in over here. They helped get into the room. Now, isn't that selective editing? Isn't that cherry picking for the trial that they had uh, just months ago? Where we were told that, oh, look how horrible this is. Did you see the footage where things hadn't broken out at at, that one point? And this wasn't on Tucker Carlson. I'm just going back to earlier footage. See the footage where things hadn't gotten out of control yet. And a Capitol police officer threw tear gas uh, and missed his target. They were telling him, hit up in the scaffolding, hit up in the scaffolding. They were trying to get the people towards the top there. And they missed... And they actually tear gassed all of themselves, all the police and the frontline people. And then the frontline people got mad that the frontline people weren't attacking the police. They weren't pushing forward until the tear gas. And the video shows it really clear. Once that happened, yeah, the people got pretty upset. They're like, what were we doing that you attacked? Um, Yes, there was violence. I'm not saying that there wasn't violence. Obviously, we saw that in the footage that they had on the uh, house floor just months ago. But I believe in the interest of journalism, which this episode is about how I believe there's an attack on journalism, on news, and it pains me to say this after I just got done saying that Tucker Carlson has said that people shouldn't take what he says on his show seriously. And I, I also will say that I believe that, uh, the way that the footage is being used is being just as cherry-picked as the committee's footage was being cherry-picked, right? So if you're watching this and you're like, see, it was peaceful. It wasn't an insurrection. Don't discount the fact that there wasn't stuff that wasn't peaceful. Uh, people right now are talking about the, sh- uh, the shaman, right? The shaman that was walking around on January 6th. The police are showing them through everything and saying, hey, you know what? Uh, look, He he wasn't causing any type of problems whatsoever. Jacob Chansley, uh, he was just walking through, having a good old day. Uh, Well, you're missing some of the other stuff that Jacob Chansley was doing that day as well uh, that the other footage did say. Um, (laughs) They basically chose to be hands off from what I understood because they did not want to incite anything further once they were in the building. That's, that's what the Capitol police officers had stated. Now, Jacob Chansley is serving 41 months in prison for that Capitol riot. Um, the Justice Department wanted to set an example out of him because he was the face of the people that went in there. But I'm hearing that the footage of them helping him get into the Capitol's main house uh, doors was never shown at his uh, trial that was never shown. And so I think that that's relevant as far as how long he should be in jail. I think that whether or not he was um, being violent is relevant to his sentence. I've already been on the record and said, look, If you went into the Capitol, you defaced the Capitol in any way, shape, or form. You're the person that pulled your pants down and did something. You're a person that put graffiti in any way, shape, or form, broke statues. Yeah, go to jail. You you trespassed and you broke things. You vandalized. You deserve to be in jail. But I have a problem. When there's 40,000 hours worth of footage that gets cherry-picked by the Democrats... And you can call it a bipartisan committee, but let's be honest, Liz Cheney is not bipartisan. Uh, It gets cherry-picked by a select group of individuals. And now when the footage is getting cherry-picked on the opposite side, on the Republican side, the conservative media side, all of a sudden the Democrats have a huge problem with it. An argument can be made for, well, we got to be careful what footage is shown because it could show uh, foreign entities where different rooms are. If you watch too much of it and you're able to see it, but I don't think that that's the main problem here. The main problem we hear we have here is there are two sets of standards. There's a standard for the left and there's a standard for the right. And the hypocrisy is absolutely deafening on which those standards are. And we see this repeatedly, but what's really scaring me right now is the standard that we have For journalism, we have a mistrust of journalism as it is. I I personally agree with Russell Brand that all of these uh, different news, cable news networks are all about the almighty dollar and whatever propaganda their side wants to push through, whether it's MSNBC or Fox news, their propaganda uh, pundits that are on in the primetime news hours. Uh, People call them anchors. They're not anchors. Tucker Carlson's not a news anchor. Rachel Maddow's not a news anchor. They're opinion columnists. They're opinion columnists that have writing teams, much like Jay Leno would have a writing team for The Tonight Show back in the day. Uh, they are meant to get massive ratings, and they do. Uh, Speaker McCarthy, they've asked him now if he regrets giving the footage. To Tucker Carlson. He stood by and said he believes each person can come up with their own conclusions about the footage that aired. And that's where I come with all this. Um, I, I think that it's dangerous for Tucker Carlson to overgeneralize some of this stuff. I don't think that that's right. Uh, there's plenty of other footage that contradict that this was uh, something that everybody stayed peaceful inside the Capitol. That's just simply not true. Um, there's plenty of 40,000 hours worth of footage for him to tell a balanced story that stated, I think that it's time to cherry pick on the opposite side and make a different case because that's the side that was not shown before. This is how journalism actually is supposed to work. It's supposed to work where we see both sides, um, of an argument and allow the public to make up their mind based upon all of that. Now, the real losers in all of this, I promise you, are going to be Republicans. And for the Republicans that are celebrating right now that there's this footage being aired on Fox News, this is likely a nail in your coffin uh, for some of the political leaders. Because all they're putting doing right now is putting January 6th back into the narrative, back into the forefront, no one's minds are going to be changed up. It's simply about context, but I can tell you the left is not interested in the context that the right is trying to sell just as much as the right is not interested in the context that the left is trying to sell. So to continue to talk about all of this at this point in time really seems counterproductive to me. It really seems like you're just trying to upset people in order to create division. What are they distracting us from right now? Well, it goes back to the freedom of speech. Now I'd start with Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson had a Supreme Court Justice, Louis Brandeis. Now Louis Brandeis was uh, quoted as saying he was for more speech, not enforced silence. Now that's one thing that I could get behind, except for the fact he also had a counter speech doctrine and part of that counter speech doctrine. He also believed that the first amendment was not absolute. And therefore if somebody was giving uh, information uh, that was harmful to others, uh, there could be a threatening expression, which you've heard like you can't yell fire in a crowd in the theater. Uh, then the first amendment can no longer apply. And that was part of uh, Louis Brandeis' ideals. Now, this is somebody who was appointed by Woodrow Wilson, the worst president in the history of the United States. I'm just going to continue to say that until that gets through to everybody. And anyone that listens to my show will know that if we were to, to let's let's create right now, let's just have some fun. Worst presidents in the history of the United States. And we need a Mount Rushmore. Like what worst presidents would you put on Mount Rushmore right now. So I can already tell you my, my number one, obviously I made the case for today is going to be Woodrow Wilson. He's going on my Mount Rushmore of worst presidents of all time. My, I only get three more spots, right? There's four people on Mount Rushmore. I always get confused that there's five people or if there are four, but I believe that it's four. Yes. Um, my next worst, uh, <laughs> president would likely go, I think, to Andrew Johnson. Now, uh, Johnson was uh, impeached. He opposed Reconstruction initiatives. He also opposed the 14th Amendment. And so I'm going to put Andrew Johnson up on my list as one of the worst presidents of all time to go along with Woodrow Wilson's face, all right? So that's definitely on the, uh, the other list. Uh, James Buchanan I'm going to put up on there too because James Buchanan refused to challenge the spread of slavery or uh, the block of states that later became the confederacy he was a coward Uh, so James Buchanan Woodrow Wilson uh, you are uh, both hanging out together on my Mount Rushmore at this point in time and then my last president that, that I would probably pick this is a really tough one. Um, and it's funny because anyone thinking I was going to say Donald Trump. No, I, I don't think Donald Trump is even in the top 10. I'm going to go with Warren G. Harding. Now, Warren G. Harding, his entire term back in the 1920s, right? So we're just coming out of Woodrow Wilson, everything else. It had corruption. It had scandals. Yeah, the, the, Harding himself uh, things that he he set up that are still in place to this day. Oh, uh, man. If anything, this guy had mistresses. This guy absolutely destroyed the United States government while he was in office. Uh, for people that think that, you know, Donald Trump did some type of damage to United States government, they have not studied Warren G. Harding. Um, I think later on, people are going to look at his presidency and say, wow, that was one of the more damaging ones. And to follow up Roosevelt right afterwards with him, that was not a good thing for our country. And then after that, there's there a ton of presidents that I'm not really too uh, keen on. Like Herbert Hoover would be a uh, a pretty close runner up for the worst presence of all time. Uh, just because his trade wars really helped us go into the great depression. Um, so I wasn't really a a big fan of his either in studying presidents. So that's my, uh, little segue back there. Now back to journalism. We're going to end out the show here today. Are you aware that there have been 2,146 journalists killed since 1992 and 293 just two years ago were imprisoned for their work? China, Myanmar, Egypt, Vietnam, Belarus, Turkey, Eritrea, and Russia all jailed the most. In 2022, there were 65 journalists that they know have gone missing. Russia, people during the Russia-Ukraine war, the journalists, they have decided to just self-censor themselves for fear of retribution to them and their families. As a result, Russia's lower house of parliament, which is known as the Duma, has passed a law on the spread of fake news about the Russian military, which means if you tell a story about their military that they don't think is true, keep that in mind, they don't think is true, you go to jail for up to 15 years. There is no press freedom in Russia. And if we continue to allow our government to put the reins in on Uh, in Florida and throughout the country, if we let the FTC or IRS or any of the other alphabet agencies go after journalists, we are going to join Russia. On my show the other day, I told you we're not one of the top ranking freedom of press countries in the world, which is sad. We should be as one of the top five. Our country's framers wanted us to be. Instead, it's Norway, Finland, Sweden, Denmark, and Costa Rica. They are the most free in the world. We're like ranked like 17th right now out of all these, or 37th. I, I, I got to go back. I know there was a 7 in there. I can't remember. 17 and 37. So I got to go back through my numbers. We've got to protect journalism. We've got to stop the war against who gets to report something. You should be glad that you have different sides. You should listen to both sides arguments and then make up your mind on your own. You should not weigh one side as being more valid than the other side. I'm going to tell you a a quick little secret about where I try to find my news, The, the media bias kind of meter, right? So you've probably all seen the media bias charts that All Sides puts out. I think they do a, a, a pretty decent job in reporting what's center, what's right, what's left. Um, but I disagree a little bit with their list and stuff. Like the BBC, I still think is kind of state-sponsored news over in the UK. I like Newsweek. Newsweek they put right in the uh, the center, and I've always found that Newsweek. That's normally something where I, I look at. I'm like, hey, that's pretty much uh, good reporting. I like the New York post. It might lean a little bit, right? But I find that most of the time, the stuff that's being published there, uh, you can normally trust that it's, it's good to go on the left. I like ABC news and I'm not talking about like ABC news in any type of cable way. I'm talking about that good old 6 PM old news format. What's going on in national news. CBS news is a close second for me. Um, I think CBS's nightly news that they do you know six thirty, is very very well done things that i've lost some respect for throughout the years i've lost respect for npr npr used to be a little bit left of center i find them to be a little bit more far left of center at this point in time although the all sides media chart puts them but i still go to npr to find out what the take is on their leftist journalist. I still want to know what they're, what they're saying. What are they reporting? I think that's pretty important. And I still also go to places like the American conservative to find out like, Hey, what is the more conservative things saying right now in all of this? I read the opinions from the New York times. I read the opinions from the New York post because that tells me what the common person is engaged in what they're thinking. And after that, I tune out. I don't watch Fox news. I don't watch MSNBC. I don't watch CNN. If I'm watching it's because there's a clip of something that I want to gather for a show. I want to hear why people are upset about something. I don't trust any of those networks. I think I've made that clear to everybody. And then as far as like Reuters, the AP associated press, I think they're pushing left now too. I don't think that they're as trusted in the center as where they were. Um, but that all stated, As far as sourced journalism goes, it's solid, but that was before I learned more about the uh, news initiative and learned more about how that Reuters and AP are now doing the bidding of governments. And that is a dangerous story too. We got to get government out of journalism if we expect to be able to see through corruption and cut through the red tape that's keeping us from being better as society. If there's anything I could take away, it's a a conversation I had with a friend of mine just the other night. And he said, you know, my idea wouldn't be to try to convince anybody that one side is right or another. My idea is simply, I want to give people context. Context so that way they can make the best informed decision. I hope my show is providing you context. I hope that I'm not telling anybody how to think. I hope that I'm not forcing anybody like you want to watch Fox news, MSNBC, you, you go ahead, go do that. You go live your best life doing that. I'm just telling you from a context standpoint, it's not the place where I'm going to shove my eggs into the basket and hope that they hatch. I'm not going to like the chickens that are coming out of there. I'm going to try to go with a little bit more high quality. So that's all I have for you today. It's been a long day for me. Um, hopefully I gave you a good episode and I've honored your time. Well, I'm tired. I'm tired. It's uh, late in the day here, recording, getting this one out to you, uh, but glad I could do it for you. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of whatever the top headlines are and what's caught my eye that I don't hear other people really talking about. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.